happens if you're on 50 grand a week and someone's on three grand a week or 500 quid a week? If you've signed up to the fines, you've signed up to the fines. I've been at clubs where it could be £100 a minute. If you're walking in late into that room on a match day, yeah, the gaffer is standing there seething, waiting. Being late two or three minutes might cost you two, three, four grand. Oh my God, he absolutely mullered me. Don't you dare be late. You are representing Man United. You need to set the example. You need to set the standard. You're the guy that everybody looks to. You're a guy and you're a manager. Oh my God. No, he did. Oh, he did. Players will get their internet banking app up and they will transfer it straight into there. If you don't pay it, I will go and tell the club secretary and she will take it out your wages. Wow. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Go on, you lovely lot. It's the Fozcast. We are back now. A couple of weeks ago, we did an episode where we spoke about the day in the life of a football. Well, basically what happens from the moment we walk in through the door to the moment we walk out the door at the end of the training session, all that kind of stuff, and what goes on in between. Now we are back for a part two because everybody in the comments absolutely buzzed off the episode. Everybody wanted more. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about what happens on a match day, basically. So we're going to start it from the day before, and then we're going to build up for the night before, the day of the game, waking up, all that kind of stuff. And as usual, we are joined by Rhino Legs. Tom, how are you, mate? Yeah, wicked, mate. Golden, looking forward to this? Always. going to be a good episode, this. We're buzzing, aren't we? Um, And to my right, friend of the show, absolute legend, golf life legend, Tubesy boy. Legend, how, how are, are you, you, mate? You okay? I'm loving it. I love the Fuzz Uh Before we get into it, tell me about some of the guests that you've had on Tube Nan's Golf Flight recently, because you've had some belters, haven't you? Uh, we had uh, uh, Cal Freezy on it. Yeah. And I loved him. What a bloke. Top lad, yeah. What a top Freeze guy. dog legend. Mate, honestly, he's just started playing golf. Yeah. His swing. What's his handicap? It looked good. Yeah, he, he says he's 20, but he's not 20. Ah, uh, he's a bandit. No, it uh, looked. It's one of those where he is now, but his swing... Mate, looks it looks nice. tidy, yeah, it looks nice. tidy, yeah. Some of his shots, I was like, there's no way you're a 20 hand. Yeah. And we had Sean Dyche on, your mate Sean Dyche. How's Dyche? Oh, what a legend. Dyche's not bad at golf, is he? He's all right. Yeah? He's all right. He's just... He's just. I just love him. Yeah. Tubes, can I say something which really, really made me laugh? So I saw a picture of um, Tubes and Dyche on Instagram. I'll put the picture say. on screen now. What you're going to say. It's obviously a cold day. He is wrapped up like a little cutie pie. Yeah. And Daichi's there. T-shirt on. Yeah. yeah. Say hands. what? I'm, I'm on his tee off. I want to get this <laughs> done, all right? Mate, some of the oh, stories yeah. about Cluffy were just insane. Just brilliant. Oh, when's it coming out? Soon? ASAP? Yeah, that'll be out uh, two weeks uh, Sunday, oh, yeah. wherever this goes, it might be. It, it probably be out now when this goes out. Okay, well, if so, it is, knows, we'll, we'll link it. We'll below. link link the uh, freezy one yeah. down below. As All well. right, lads, let's get into it before we do. Quickly, sorry, sorry um, just have a look at my shirt that I'm wearing today. Uh, if you're watching us on Spotify, by the way, um, I am wearing the um, 
Japan um, World Cup shirt. And honestly, I think this might be the nicest shirt I've ever bought in my life. It is. It's a weird combination and maybe it shouldn't work, but it does work. It's like got green sleeves, a pink like main body to it. It's beautiful. It it, shouldn't work, should it? No. It really, really does. It's belting, isn't it? It looks absolutely magmotional. The shirt that I think I prefer over that is that. Arsenal Stella McCartney one. Still. Yeah, true that. Like, yeah, I like that too. To be fair, um, no, I like this. This is my number one. It's gone in number one. Um, right. Anyway, lads, let's get into it. So, where are we going to start, Tomasi? Right, we're going to start with home games. Yeah. Okay. But they're two different types of home. So games. we're going to do a home version. We're going to do an yeah, away we'll version. Yeah, we'll kind of do a bit works. of both. We'll I like do a that. bit of both. We'll kind of flip between them all. But with home ones, there's two very different ones. So, first and foremost, some clubs make you stay in a hotel before a game. Yep. Some don't. So tell us which clubs have made you stay in a in a hotel bef- the night before a home game uh, throughout the, your career. The clubs that have made me stay in a hotel the night before every home game was uh, Man United did it. We used to stay at the Lowry. So uh, what you'd do is basically Friday you'd, you'd train um, and then you'd all get onto the, onto the coach at sort of like, I don't know, two, three o'clock in the afternoon. Make your way over to the Lowry in Manchester, the Malawi Hotel, um, and that was it. You would be, you'd have a few hours in the afternoon, dinner at night, and then boom. Um, West Brom, Birmingham, no. You would literally finish training on the Friday. You'd go home and you would just chill at home. You would have, do whatever you want. You were left to your own devices, kind of thing. And it would be a case of um, you'd report on the Saturday morning at about at about half past eleven. Yeah. So what you what they'd want you to do is they'd want you to report at about half past eleven for a three p.m. kickoff. For a three p.m. kickoff, um, you'd report to the to the stadium and you'd all go like into one of the boxes or one of the rooms or something because there would be a pre-match meal put on. So people, footballers basically they have their pre-match meal three hours before kickoff. Yeah, always. Is that a rule? That's a rule because three hours is like the the magic time of like it it needs time to get into your system and all that kind of stuff, all oh, the yeah. carbohydrates and yeah. stuff like that. So um, you'd have your you'd have your pre-match meal uh, at three o'clock. Uh, sorry, at 12 o'clock, and then it would be sort of, you'd, you'd chill again a little bit. Hopefully there'd be an early kickoff or something, you can watch it and stuff like that. Um, so I did, uh, the, the, that was West Brom and Birmingham, didn't have to stay in the hotel night for a game, but then when I signed for Watford, Watford stay in the hotel the night before every single game, home or away, without fail. And sometimes, to be fair, um, when we were losing or going on a bad run or something, the, the owner would have us in the hotel on a on a Thursday or even try to put us in on a Wednesday sometimes. Like three days Sounds before a, a game. like prison. Yeah, it's miserable, mate. Honestly, it is absolutely So miserable. your fortunes aren't good on the pitch. You're losing games yeah. and you're trying to put players in two, three nights. Yeah. That's, what's, the, what's, what's the point? Um... <laughs> I can't tell you the, what the point is, to be honest, because I know as a footballer and as a per- person, a human being, it doesn't work. Yeah, it does not work whatsoever because they, it, the, the, the thinking behind it is that it will get you together as a team, as, as a squad. And Focus, it's like, maybe? Yeah, like, but yeah, that and just a bit of like team spirit, like gets you all together. And stuff. But it doesn't work because nowadays people don't really spend that much time together. So what will happen is we'll... We'll, we'll be at the hotel and you'll have your dinner and everybody just goes to bed. Everybody That's what I was going to say, own. like team spirit and stuff like that. If you were there on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, on a Wednesday, like a, a bingo night or something. To Karaoke, yeah, it? Yeah. Nothing. They that, nothing was ever planned. So it was always a case of That's just... a waste of time then. You'd have your dinner and then everybody would go off to their rooms and do their own thing because they've got their own phones. Sometimes might take a PlayStation with them or something. So... It, it completely voids the, the idea. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Not only that, you've got to think, a lot of people have kids and families and, you know what I mean, partners and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And the pe- players are creatures of habit where they're used to staying in their own bed at night, getting up in the morning, might help with the kids, get some breakfast, get, make their way to training. And then all of a sudden you're sleeping in a different bed on a Wednesday night and you wake up on a Thursday and you think, 
well, this is weird. You know what I mean? This is really, really weird. You go down for breakfast and then you've got to make your way back to the training ground to do some training. And then it's straight back to the hotel again. Does it feel like match day? Like on a, does it feel like match day? It feels like a prison. It it, it genuinely feels like a prison. Yeah. Because you're not allowed, it's not like you can go. So you, at this point, you're normally in your tracksuit as well. So from the Wednesday of being in the hotel, you're in your tracksuit. So you, you, are you in chains as well? Mate, it's so mad. It's so mad. Like, so you, you, you leave training and normally you'd go like home and you'd chill. You might yeah, play a bit of golf bit or whatever. One, You've got to go back to the hotel and basically just sit in your room again. So like I say, it is like being in a detention center or something. That's like. not cool. So what about, so with the home game, so let's just say it's one night before. Yeah. Do you prefer staying at home or being in a hotel the night before a home game? Um, I would say, I would say when I was younger, I preferred staying at home. I would prefer staying at home because I liked, um, I just didn't need, I just didn't want the extra sort of like stress and pressure of kind of getting in my head that there's a game tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I loved going home on a Friday after training and just doing my normal stuff. So when I was younger, I, I never used to think too much about the game or anything. And um, I could, I, even when I was younger, like Birmingham and frigging, when I was at Watford, when I was a kid, like 22, 23, on a Friday night, I was having, I'd have a Chinese takeaway. I'd have like, I'd have a bottle of cider or something. Do you know what I mean? And just like, it was nothing. But I'm the goalie, so I ain't got to worry about running around or anything. Yeah, but having a few Swifties. Not, not a few, I'd have a cider. It was like, it was like, um, that's my frigging, that's my chill. Do you know what I mean? So I'd have, I would have a Chinese takeaway or something, yeah? And I'd have one bottle of cider. It was beautiful. That was a Friday night. It was no thing. Wake up on the Saturday, sweet as a nut. Um, what, what was the question here, sorry? So which one do you prefer? Staying in ah, yeah, time. sorry. So um, so that's what I would do when I was younger. And I, and I used to absolutely love it. But then as I got older, um, I don't know, there was something about ha- not having to worry about making my, the journey, all that kind of stuff, and like traffic and the risk of being late and stuff like that. Maybe it was a thing where um, I, fe- I felt as a, an older professional, an older player, I had, to, I had to be the guy that was there first and on time and early and all that kind of stuff. So when we were in hotels, when we were staying in the hotels on a Friday night, for example, I would always be the first one down for dinner, um, the first one down for the meeting, all that okay. kind of stuff. And it was probably, I felt like it was my obligation to show to the younger lads that, I was that consummate did that, professional. Did that and genuinely for them to come suit. to you in your career? Did it, at what point did that come to you and say, do you know what, at 30, 35, yeah. I need to set an example? Because that's a mentality switch, right? Yeah, it's a mentality switch. So I think it, it, some people, it comes early doors. Like some players are born that way. You know what I mean? They are that way and they feel they need to show to others. Like who? Who is anyone? I'd say, I'd Gary say like, Neville. Yeah, like Gary Neville would have done that his whole career. I always thought just from when the outside. When he was like 16 years yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought from the outside looking in, Clev's, Tom Cleverly would yeah. be like that. Yeah. Would I be Clev's fair? is exactly the same sort of person. We we were the first ones down for absolutely everything. Yeah. So basically, if a meeting was was due to start at 11 o'clock in the morning, me and Clev's would, would know like instinctively that we would get down there for quarter two. So you'd be there 15 minutes early and we were always the first ones down there. There might be a couple of stragglers left over from breakfast or whatever, just having a little chit chat, but we would be the first ones down there. And that's, like I say, I think it's, you're either born with it or you just learn it as you go. And I just learned it as I go went. So probably when I got into my thirties, I was like, yeah, I need to be that guy where I'm the one early doors setting setting the standard. What about YouTube's with with Sky? So obviously you started at Sky as a runner when you were what, sixteen? Yeah, sixteen. Did, did you ever kind of have that thing of setting an example and um from a production point of view and a presenter point of view? Yeah, I mean, as you get older and there's younger people coming into the job, you know you want to help them and like you go into the edit, edit suite and say 
no, this is what I would have done. This is what I do. Yeah, of course. That's, that's what comes with age, yeah. isn't it? it do, you is, see, so. do you see a lot of, um, you know, like on Soccer AM or when you're going to do the interviews and stuff like that? Yeah. Are there a lot of players or people or guests that are just fully late all the time? You know they're going to be late. So you're kind of like twitching a little bit thinking, God, I hope they're here soon because they've got to go make up. They've got to get the mic checked. They've got to get on stage. I mean, I mean, let's be honest, 84% of the Premier League's late. <laughs> it's just, you know footballers aren't going to get there. It's the way right? it goes, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's, it is, I've been doing it so many years yeah. now. They go interviews at half 12. You go, oh, that's two o'clock then. Really? Yeah, that late? Yeah. But they're not like, I just, I think that it's like old training's gone on or yeah, they're yeah. getting a massage yeah. or they're having their dinner or, you know... It's, everyone's late. They are. But it's You've got to remember for them in their life, I guess, it's the, the priority is football. So Exactly. If so they're, they're massage, a massage, I get it. They're not going to say, oh, oh this, I'm going to skip the rub down because I've got an interview, are they? Plus, I love training grounds. So yeah. I, I'm nosy. I'm like, they're late. I'm like, oh, cool. Sweet. What's your favourite? I'm going to Leicester today. Oh. And I've heard big, big Same. things about it. Looks a beautiful training ground yeah. that does, mate. Spurs is decent. Man City is decent. Uh, let us know what the food's like at Leicester. Yeah. I want to know what the food would be. Casper was saying it was unbelievable. Yeah, he said it, the tra- new training ground and that and the food and the facilities. He you know they've got a golf course job. at Leicester training ground. Shut up. Of course. A nine hole golf course. You got your clubs in the car? Absolutely. bloody <laughs> You going with course, him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. hope James I'm Madison's late because I'm four. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay. But so- I, I totally get the Friday night thing because if you're like a footballer who's got like young kids and stuff, yeah, that's and what like, I mean. Yeah, and they, they and might get up in the middle of the night. night. Your your yeah. your you know your sleep's interrupted. Yeah, so so I totally so, get the Friday so let, let's let's talk about so from <laughs> from the moment you finish training on a Friday, right, and you are making your way to the hotel. Okay, so say we've got a home game. This uh, this is what would happen at Watford, for example. Right. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush which we've done enough of in this ad, too, so let's get right to it. The new Moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money Maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Um, we'd finish training, and then what they would say to us is, you need to be at the hotel for 7 o'clock, all right? So... What you can do is you can either drive your car to the training ground, uh, sorry, to the stadium, so your car is there, and there'll be the coach will be waiting to leave at about half six, yeah? So the coach will be leaving the stadium at half past six. So you can, if you wanted to, drive your car to the stadium, leave your car in the player's car park, get on the coach and go to the hotel. But if you're somebody who lived a little bit further away like me, and I couldn't go home and just chill for a few hours before meeting the coach at half six, they said I could basically go straight to the hotel, 
and meet them all there. So what I used to do was, me and a couple of other lads, we would drive to the stadium, leave our cars in the players' car park straight after training, and then jump in an Uber to the team hotel. And then we would basically be chilling all afternoon. So what we would do is, is if we're supposed to be meeting at 7 o'clock, for example, yeah. we probably got the best part of four or five hours in the afternoon to kill. What would you um, do? Some people just like to go in their rooms and have a sleep or just chill or whatever. But the, the lads that I was with like to we'd just probably go down to the driving range or something. We'd just go down because we, we used to stay at the Grove in Watford, didn't we? Um, Are you allowed to do that, though? I don't know. It's I think it's because a bit I, of a grey area. I spoke to footballers recently. They're like, I've got a golf ban. Yeah. I'm like, oh, really? They're like, yeah. I think like, I think okay. probably playing the game. I think playing it and actually walking around the course. Driving is, range is worse though because you're constantly hitting. Don't say that, choose. Be quiet. It's fine. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, it's not, absolutely it's fine. fine. Um, but like, but if so, so if I was doing it, and we would go. The, the sometimes it'd be three goalies. It would be the three goalies. So we were like. Should we just play 18 holes, yeah? Should we just go and play 18 holes? It's fine, isn't it? You can call me, it's you and Rob Elliott. Rob's retired Mate, now. we ain't got to run around. God's sake, we haven't got to worry about running around. Do you know what I mean? So we we would we'd get a buggy for sure. Do you know what I mean? We'd get a buggy and we'd go play 18 holes or something. That's not every Friday. That was just like, if the weather was nice and we could get a tea time, boom, we'd do that. Sometimes we'd just go down to the driving range and hit a few balls. Sometimes we would just go into the, like, I don't know, like the to coffee shop or something, just have a coffee, chill, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's what you would do and kill some time basically like until it. seven o'clock when the lads got there. And normally what would happen on seven o'clock in the team hotel is we'd have a team meeting. And the team meeting is basically, that's where you find out the team starting lineup to start with. Yeah. So that's always the night before. Yeah, right? so you'd find out the night before, right? The, yeah. the night before you would... You'd find out the team starting lineup, starting eleven, the subs, all that kind of stuff. So this is where if there's a few sort of ums and ahs about who might be playing and stuff like that. So you're waiting because you're waiting to see the team get put up on the on the screen and then it flashes up and you're like, Oh my god, he's out. Oh, is that he's always be the night before? Because there there have been moments in your career where I've said to you, it's I think on the day, isn't it? When yeah. you were coming back from injury and I said to you, Are you playing? And you're like, I don't know. Different managers do it differently. Different managers. We just had quite a few that did it on a Friday night at Watford. So some managers like to do it. Some some managers, yeah, like to do it either on a Saturday morning team meeting or they'll wait till you get to the stadium. Some managers yeah, like I've to wait that. until you get to the stadium, yeah, you've got into the changing rooms and then he would go, right, lads, sit down. This is a starting lineup and they'll do it there and then. Is that is that a mentality thing? It, it's to do with um, they don't want you to waste nervous energy. And not only that, they don't want people to leak the team either. What about Sir Alex Ferguson? What did he do? Uh, he would tell you on a Friday night. He would tell you on a Friday night. Sometimes, depending on players and availability and illness and stuff, he would tell you the next day as well. So it, it, I don't think he really cared too much. But I think the, the thing with Man United is most of the time the lads knew who was starting and who was playing anyway because he would make he was so good of a man manager. He would be walking around players on the Thursday Friday and he would be get putting an arm around him and saying this is what you're doing on Saturday. He's a good player. I need you to get up, up against him and into him and do this and do that. And he would make a point of going around everybody, which isn't the done thing, to be honest with you. Is it not? It's really good, though. What did Tony Pulis do? Uh, Tony Pulis was... Um, he, he was pretty good at that, to be fair. I, I love Tony Pulis for that. He would he would happily... like he was, he was so good at going up to a player and going, putting his arm around him and going... You dropped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He did. Genuinely, he would go. I've heard him say it to James McLean before. Put his arm around him and went, James, you were shit last week, mate. You were shit, son. And he, and James would go, yeah, yeah. And he would go, so 
I'm going to put you on the bench for tomorrow, okay? And that's how he would say not it. Not a bad accent, though. Uh, <laughs> not a bad effort. And, and, he would, and he would say that to him, but he would do it in a really personable way of kind of going, listen, don't worry about it. It's not like you've dropped forever and you're not going to play again. He would just do it and say, listen, mate, you ain't playing. I'm going to start him instead, but you're going to be on the bench, but be prepared to come on, all that kind of stuff. And I actually really quite like that, to be fair. Absolutely. On a Friday, have you ever seen someone realise they're not in the team? Oh, yeah. And then proper lose their shiz. Yeah, on a Friday, right? One of the last things you'll do in training is team shape. So they, they you know the thing where they, they like you to stand still and yeah. like walk through stuff. So players get a gauge of their position and where other players are going to be in relation to them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What they normally do is they they put you in the starting lineup 11. So what they'll do is they'll do two 11s against each other, yeah? So as soon as they, they'll go, right, lads, uh, we're going to do 11 v 11. And as soon as they say we're doing 11 v 11, Your yeah? Players walking over. Yeah, everybody knows that there's going to be a starting 11 and there's going to be a bomb squad 11. And... As soon as they, as soon as they basically give it the the goalkeeper, the first choice goalkeeper, they'll know the starting eleven. So they'll go, Ben, you're in that goal down there. And as soon as they say that, everybody's going to be on Ben's team. One other thing I didn't know until last preseason was the unwritten rule is the last preseason friendly. Yeah, the goalie that starts that. Starts the season. Yes, heck yes. That is a massive one. For a goalkeeper, not yeah, necessarily that outfield makes, players. That makes sense. Yeah, that that's that's the that's the right. I've made my decision who's going to be the first choice. And yeah. you got you as a goalkeeper, you need to get your head around that now. So you're going to be playing this game 90 minutes. It's the last game you've got before the game the, the season kicks off on Saturday. So <clears throat> make sure you've got your bearings about you, you're good to go, and you're ready for kickoff in a week's time. That is exactly what happened. So did you, I don't think you answered that um, when you said, so have you ever been in a team meeting and someone's gone, um, and he's, I don't know, I'm just plucking this out of the air, Jao Pedro's not on the team. Yeah. And you, have you ever heard anyone go, for fuck's sake, or anything like that? Um we had um, we had a, a few years ago at West Brom. We had um, when Alan Pardew was manager, actually. Pardiola. Uh, Pardiola. Um, I actually watched the uh, video of him the other day. Do you remember when they played Palace when they played FA Man Cup. United in the FA Cup final? The dance. The oh, dance. The worst thing. Oh mate, he's doing yeah. that. Isn't it's he? awful. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a late goal. I didn't realise. It's like, <laughs> do, it's like do, the seventieth minute. Do the Pardew. It's, like, do, do. it's horrible. Oh, it's the, it's the seventy-fifth minute or something it's like horrible. that. So he's thinking we're going to really hold on here. We're going to hold on. So he's done. Oh, it's a brutal dance. Did you see Jesse Marches? Yeah, oh my god. Well, like the first one, we used to walk around that. <laughs> Brilliant. I love him, by the way. His oh, character. The, the, the gif, the meme of um, of Jesse Marsh doing it, though, as he's walking. Because <laughs> yeah. he's just dead straight. His whole body's stiff and straight, isn't it? And he's just going... Mm. Do you see him on the sideline or just laid down? No. <laughs> just laid down on the sideline. <laughs> he's just bonkers. Oh, was like, what a legend. Um, um, sorry, we were full yeah, flow, so though. Anyway, yeah, so anyway, yeah. So, um, That's what yeah, so we, had one, we had one at West Brom where... Um, it was after Taxigate, actually. I don't know if anybody at home remembers when... Um, yeah. Pardew was manager of West Brom and we went off to Barcelona and there was a there was a um, incident incident yeah. that happened with a taxi and a few players and all that kind of stuff. Um yeah, we at one point we're going to have to I'm going to have to get the lads been into the podcast. Been saying this for a couple of years, well, a year now. Yeah, but I need players to retire I think before they can tell <laughs> yeah. their side of the story. Cuz this is this is one of the best stories I've ever heard. Oh, this football. is for sure my best, my favourite football story of all time. It's I've tried to get it out. Of it is well clear. Nah, they're not having nobody. Everybody's tight lipped, man. Yeah. And I need to get every single member of that of oh, that Barcelona a, taxi game and, and everybody go through it. All right, we'll do it one day. Um, so anyway, right. So it was it was the week 
literally after <laughs> Barcelona. We'd just come back. The players that had got in trouble, everybody knew who the players were that had got in trouble. Anyway, um, Johnny Evans was only, the only one really who, who, who was starting week in, week out out of the lads that got in trouble, basically. Um, so... We're, we're sitting down, doing about to do the team meeting. Sorry, we're doing the team meeting. And um, Pards puts the uh, the team starting 11 on the screen. And this is on the Friday afternoon after training. And um, Johnny Evans is starting. Basically, bearing in mind, he had just been involved in all this taxi scandal. You nearly scandal. said something then, didn't you? Yeah, he would just been involved in all this this taxi scandal, all that kind of stuff. And he was straight in the starting lineup. Yeah, no no other players that were involved were, were, involved, were in the starting 11, but Johnny Evans was. And... Um, Alan Neom, who um, a centre back, he was a really good lad. Actually, I loved Alan; he was class. Um, he uh, he thought he was starting because he was the centre back. He was next in line if if Johnny's not fit or whatever or not selected. So anyway, he puts the starting lineup, and Alan Neom is sat there, and he is obviously absolutely fuming, and I mean raging, right? So he's got this plastic water bottle, and it's like. He drank all the water out of it at this yeah. time, yeah. But he had left like a little bit of the lid off, a little bit, so air could get out of it. I'm trying to trying to paint it as good as I can. It's brilliant, honestly. And he all of a sudden he starts like scrunching it. And you think a plastic water bottle when you're in a, la- a team uh, like a room of 25 lads and it's just the manager talking. It's quiet, right? Yeah. He's scrunching, and he's but he's really scrunching now, right? And we're all everybody's looking, going, "What's he doing?" Like. What's, what's happening here? Like scrunching to the point where eventually Alan Pardew has to turn around and go, all right, Alan. And Alan went, <laughs> and, and he just keeps scrunching. And everybody's like, oh, he's going to say something. He's going to explode here. He's got to explode here. And he went, no. And Alan went, okay, well, what's your problem? And he went, you're a shit guy and you're a <laughs> shit manager. <laughs> oh my God. No, he did Oh, he did. Oh, he, he did. Said, you're a shit guy. You're a shit guy. And you're a shit manager, what a right? Li- what a line. And every one of us is just going, oh my God, this is incredible. This is incredible. And Paz just didn't know what to do. Paz was just like, oh, I don't know what to <laughs> do with this. You're a shit guy. I don't know what to do with this, yeah? So I think I think Alan's just got up and gone out and the meeting's <coughs> kind of just been like, right, let's just, we'll do this later, lads, or something. Mate, it was ridiculous. That every one of us story. is just like, oh. Oh my god. And then god. did the WhatsApp group blow up after that? Oh mate, we're straight back in the changing rooms and everybody's just going, What on earth has just gone on? This is ridiculous. Alan Neil, like WhatsApp group Steve. has been renamed shit guy. Oh it was outrageous, honestly. That's but we class. do we need to get the we need to get the taxi gate crew that's on and class. do a and do a podcast of it and that everybody is, tell their side of the that's story. That's unbelievable. So can, can so I ask one more thing? So Tom, sorry mate. to interrupt, Tom. You said earlier on some players would go in the afternoon and have a sleep. Yeah. Is that allowed? Yeah, you can. So basically, what, what if you can't? If we sleep in the afternoon and you can't sleep at night, and then you're goose for the players. Like once you can do what you want. Choose, yeah. right? what, what happens? I is, thought there was like sleeping things you had. No, and... there there is. But what happens is early in the week, right? There's you, when you're like five or six days away from a game. There's no pressure on you. It's like oh, you can chill, relax. Like everybody's just free and everybody's like having a nice time and smiling and stuff like that. Even if you're losing week in, week out, the lads still get on with each other and they're chill because the pressure's off you. But as you get closer to the game, you notice players start to get a bit quieter and a bit more reserved and withdrawn because they start to think about the game on the Saturday, yeah? This is how it happens. So when you get to the Friday, everybody is very pressurised and stressed and sort of, do you know what I mean? They're all a bit sort of like wound kind of thing and they're, they're expending a lot of nervous energy, right? So a lot of players, oh, yeah. when they finish training on the Friday, if they, they might have just been told some good news, some bad news about whether they're starting, all that kind of stuff, they're not sure, all that, they will go to the hotel and it's like, 
I'm just emotionally drained. So they'll just go and have a seat. They're no, they won't say to you, I'm emotionally drained no, or no, like no. the stress or the pressure. Oh. They will just need to go and have a sleep, whether it's for an hour or an hour and a half or whatever. But that's just what some people need to do. That's the, that's the difference of, yeah, it's just that's how it goes kind of thing. People just do what they feel at that moment in Have time. Have you ever known of any players where there's been an exception where they might live far away and they, they don't have to, like a big name signing or something, where they don't have to stay in the hotel. Have you ever had anything like that? No, if if the whole team is staying in the hotel, the whole team is staying in the hotel, simple as that. There might, there are, the, the only odd ex- exception is if, if like... Um, Something's happened at home. Something the the you know what I mean. Somebody their wife might be pregnant. Washing or, machine's got a leak. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah, if somebody's due to go into labour, or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. You might be allowed to stay at home, but other than that, now you're in the hotel with but everybody. Some else. big name, some big name players can say I'm only going to train three day three days a week and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, but, that's, but they have yeah. to be there. The yeah, that's before. not um, even then though. Big name players are own that when if when they say like I'm only going to train half a week or something. Most of the time it's because they're an older player and they know how to manage their body. So I think. The most important thing for most clubs is to know that that player is going to be good to go on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that as long as as long as the club knows you're good to go on a Saturday afternoon, they will. I wouldn't say turn a blind eye, but they're willing to work with you. They're willing to work with you. So me, as I got older, like in my mid thirties and stuff like that, the clubs I've been at were happy to work with me because I had so many knee injuries and niggles and stuff like that that they would like right lads. Like Ben, sorry, don't need to come out and train on a Monday or Tuesday. Start coming out on a Wednesday, yeah? Start coming out. Just do some gym work on Monday or Tuesday. work? Oh, yeah, I still have to go in. Yeah, I still have to go in. um, And I'll I'll just do gym work Monday, Tuesday, bike sessions, whatever. And then I'll start training Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, But... Yeah, it's it's not necessarily a case of being a diva or demanding no, no, or anything. No. It's just a case of Looking we need to work. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, the Saturday is what pays the bills. It's as simple as yeah. that. The Saturday afternoon result is what pays the bills. You could be the best trainer in the world, yeah. And I've seen it. I've seen players who are so good at training. They get to the game on Saturday and then they shit themselves and they're nervous and they can't do what they would do in the week. Yeah, Jimmy Bullard said this. He said he saw so many players. You like in in training. You were like, oh my god, he's a world beater. And then on Saturday, his arse would drop out. Yeah. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. Shit. This is what I'm saying about the... Comp- mad. The mentality, the psychology of football is so important, dude. Mm. Like, it is, it is... I would say it is the most important individual asset that you can have is having a good, confident, strong mentality that when you go into a game, you're like, yeah, game time. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? That's the bit that separates the great from the good is the ones that when it's the game time, when it's a big moment, the heat is on the pressure, they're able to go, I know I am an amazing footballer, I'm going to show everybody. That's a little bit, because play, there's players that once once they get pressure and stress, they their, their footballing ability goes out the window. You could be a 100 out of 100 on the stats, but if your mental bit won't let you do it, well, there's no point in having you there. Honestly, there's no point. It's mad, mate. It's mad. It's brilliant. It depends. I guess it depends on the manager as well, because when you're saying about um, you know wife being in labour, do you remember when Roy Keane was asked about Robbie Keane. Yeah. And he said, um, are you expecting Robbie to be there because his wife's just had a baby? And he said, why wouldn't he? He's not breastfeeding, yeah. is he? He's not, pre- he's not giving birth. He's, yeah, that's that's a different mentality kind of thing. But some players... It, but, it's, no, but it's compassion. It's, it's compassion, football, yeah. Everybody's it's... different, mate. Everybody's different. Like, having a child is a massive life event, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Some yeah, people... I'm not, I'm not, not for Roy. I'm not, no, I'm not, not for I'm Roy. I'm not sure I'm Roy on Big that. Roy, big Roy and having that one little bit. No. So, uh, it, so here's a question for you then, Ben. So when we talked about... So if you're staying in a hotel um, for a home game, for example, let's say that you're not and you drive to the game. Yeah. So 
If I was a footballer, personally, I would want to stay in a hotel because travelling to a game on match day with That's traffic stressing. would stress the life yeah, out. Yeah, would. I know it would. So <laughs> talk us through that. So have you ever been late for a game? Yeah. Do you know of any other players that have been late for the game? And then what are the repercussions? You can't just say, sorry, Gaffer, I was stuck in traffic. Um, the only time I've ever been late for a game is, like I said, there's not many... The, at West Brom, we did it, and Birmingham, we did it. And But the one I remember is when I was at Watford when I was a kid, when I first went there, when I was, when I was like 22, 23. Um, and the game kickoff was, a, I think it was a 5.30 kickoff or something, but I thought it was a 7.45 kickoff, right? Because back then, 5.30 kickoffs weren't even a thing. Like, so I, I, didn't even, I didn't even think of it being like a 5. I just thought 7.45. So anyway, I... I basically made my way to the game. But as I'm making my way to the game, I'm thinking, there's a lot of fans around already. Do you know what I mean? Kick off in for another like three hours or whatever. Team news on the radio. Yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking... Oh, and uh, <laughs> kick off at Vicarage Road. Yeah, but I'm thinking there's a lot of fans around. Like yeah. busy, busy fans, that is. Like calm it down, yeah? Um, anyway, I just think, oh, too many fans. So uh, my phone's on like my... my passenger seat there and there's a bit of traffic and I'm thinking this is weird so anyway I look at my phone mate it is on fire like there's missed calls messages everything I'm thinking oh no and straight away I know I'm thinking I'm late here I know I'm late here I've got to be late here alright so I just basically I, I pull over hello yeah uh, where are you oh, what do you mean I'm on what mate kickoffs in an hour I'm like nah come on Shit, I'm I'm like there. So I've had to park my car at the. T- I couldn't even get to the players' car park. Didn't have time. I was I was still like half a mile away or whatever. Managed to get there. Got in t- got into the change rooms about fifty five minutes before kickoff. Now bear in mind, normally you get into the change rooms an hour and forty five minutes before kickoff. Everybody yeah. needs to get strap ins, massages, all that kind of stuff. Get ready, and you go out for the warm up about about forty minutes before. Yeah, about forty minutes before the game. I got into the changing rooms with about 10 minutes to get changed, ready, strapped up, all that kind of stuff, right? So A.D. Boothroyd's the manager. What a bloke. Legend of a bloke, right? I got into the change rooms. I'm panicking. I'm sweating. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. All the lads are like, where you dickhead? Like, where buzzing. You're going to get fined. Like, they're, they're having the time of their lives. Like, they're, they're over the moon they're with They're having us. the time of they their are, lives. <laughs> they're buzzing, mate. They are so buzzing, right? And I am shitting myself. Like, I'm on loan from Man United. It's my first season out on loan. Oh, it was your first season. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, oh. Like, he's the main hey, it was like, it was like, it was like the fourth wants. or fifth game of the season as well, right? Yeah. I am shitting myself. Oh, I'm God. so nervous. AD Boothwood was world class. He was like, Fossey, don't worry about it, mate. Just chill. Yeah. Get yourself ready. You, the game doesn't kick off for another 45, 50 minutes. Just fine, mate. Don't worry about it. I was like, oh, what a guy. Like, wow. he's going to, he's going to let me off with this. This mm. is world class. Like, he's just, that's, that's really good man management. Anyway, game kicked off, played really well, drew nil nil. You started, yeah. Started the game, yeah. like, absolutely fine. Um, Next day, Sunday, we always used to go in for a warm down. Um, he's waiting for me at the door. Come in here, son. <laughs> <laughs> You're having it. Yeah. Uh, week's, week's wage fine. Um, and I've written a letter to Sir Alex Ferguson saying that you were late for a match day. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. What oh. a little cross. I know, double grass. But do you know what? Snitch. Listen to me, right? Listen, I swear on my life it was the best thing he ever did, right? Because he wrote a letter back to Sir Alex Ferguson and there was an international break about two weeks later. Went back because every international break, because I was only on loan, Man United would have me back there to do some training with the first team and the goalie coach and just see everybody and know my surroundings up at Man United. Went back. Up That's to, really interesting. Yeah, went back up to Man United and um, first day got back in. Sir Alex Ferguson was waiting for me. Double whammy, double, <laughs> double whammy. Wham. Come in my office, son. 
Oh my God, he absolutely mullered me. Don't you dare be late. You are representing Man United. You need to set the example. You need to set the standard. You're the guy that everybody looks to. You do not let our name down when you're out on loan. Absolutely battered me. Because Rambo had a similar story, didn't he? Aaron Ramsdale, yeah. where he, he said he woke up, phone, million missed calls. He said he's dead, rang his dad. Rang his dad. His mate, dad was driving sorts. from Sheffield to Bournemouth to basically just slept in. He slept in basically, yeah. but even he said it's the same thing. When he was younger, he was so sloppy. Like, and that was the same thing. I was the first time living away from home. I was living by myself. I didn't know how to do everything. Do you know what I mean? It was like, wow, this is mad. I was sloppy, lazy, lying in, all that kind of stuff. I was late for training. So yeah, Alex Ferguson absolutely battered me. And from that moment never on, again. never again, never that's again. Wow. I was yeah. like, that's a I needed brilliant, that. Brilliant story, I though. needed that. A week's fine then. So that leads us nicely on to fines. Yeah. Because right? we had Daichi in telling us about his wheel of wheel of fines. Um, break down the different fines for us then, i.e., We'll do like just late for training, wrong kit, then we'll do match day fines. Okay, yeah. So in the changing rooms in the week, there are basically a list of normal fines. A lot of people saw that Frank Lampard um, one for when he was at Chelsea, didn't he? Yeah. Was it at Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah. The fines system that they had on. We'll put it on screen now, actually, yeah. And we'll show some of them fines were outrageous, to be honest with you. They were heavy fines. Yeah. They're probably the heaviest big, fines big I've seen, though, actually. Yeah. They were brutal. Thousands of pounds just for leaving flip flops and stuff like that. Um, so anyway, the, yeah, the, there's a general set of fines, like not leaving training kit around, not leaving flip-flops like out, not wearing your flip-flops in the shower, um, leaving a towel on the floor, anything like that. Just general stuff where if the kit man has to go and get it and put it in a, in a, in a laundry bin or something, it's a fine. So who, who finds out? Who snitches? So, so the lads <laughs> normally like police this. The lads will police this by themselves. So like being late is a massive thing in general anyway. So it could be late for training. So... I, when I say late for training, I don't mean late for actually kickoff training because very few people are late for actual yeah, yeah. start of training. Yeah, you normally have to be in like an hour before training. So mm. the 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 the, uh, the big fine that creates the most amount of money is just being late for that hour before training starts. Because when you're especially playing for a London team, like playing for like I don't know Watford, Arsenal, whoever, there's a lot of traffic about, and there can be all sorts. M1, M25, you can get stuck in all sorts. Yeah. People don't care if you're stuck in traffic. Yeah, you're getting fined. It's as simple as that. So I've been at clubs where it could be £100 a minute. It could be a set fine of 500 quid. £100 a, set, a minute? A minute, a set fine. What happens if you're on 50 grand a week and someone's on three grand a week or 500 quid a week? If you've signed up to the fines, you've Stop signed up to the same, fines. Yeah. If you signed up, you've signed Surely. up. That's the way wow. it goes. It's brutal, right? So don't, just don't be late. If you're yeah, don't be yeah. late. That, the, I'm talking Premiership fines here, right? Once you get relegated to the Championship or something, everything gets bought down by like fifty percent. Like, do you know what I mean? Like the fines aren't quite as severe, <clears throat> but the 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 lateness for training is the big one. That's the big money generator, all right? Mm. Um, and then you've got late for being in the gym. So if everybody's supposed to be in the gym at half nine or half ten there's lates if you're not in there or turning up to a media event or something like that. You're getting fined for all sorts, yeah? Um, but the big one is the match day fines because match day fines are normally double or treble what they are in the week, right? So if you're late for a team meeting on a match day, very rarely happens, but it's happened, yeah? Very rarely happens. You might get one, ev- one person might be late for a team meeting every two weeks, yeah? One person. But when it happens, it's not a nice place to be, mate. It is that everybody... So a team meeting is normally a dark room. There'll be 35 men in there. And if you're walking in late into that room on a match day, yeah, the gaffer is standing there, seething, waiting, 
yeah, waiting. So we had a, we had one or two last last year with Roy Hodgson, for example, um, and a player would walk in late, and he is standing there. Ben, bang oh, oh, sorry, no, no, and sorry. and Roy Hodgson would be standing there, and um, he'd literally make a point of looking at his watch and he'd go, "Fucking time you call this, fucking time you call it," and then the lad has to say, "I'm sorry, I'm really sorry," oh, oh, and Roy would be just sit down. And, oh, mate, it is frosty. It is horrible, it is. But you shouldn't be late on a match day, yeah? Like I say, me and Clez would get there 15 minutes early. On a match day, 15 minutes early for absolutely everything. Meeting, frigging into the squads, whatever it is, you get there early, right? So they're the big ones because if you're late on a match yeah. day, it's double, triple. So on a match day, that being late two or three minutes on a match day might cost you two, three, four grand. It's, it's expensive. Do you have it's anything like really that at Soccer M where it's like, have you ever been late for a show or Fenners or Lovejoy's been late for a show? Anything like that? Because it's a football environment. Yeah, yeah. Although it's a production company. Yeah, I mean, not, not fines, not fines and stuff like that, but you wouldn't be late for Lovejoy. Oh, really? Is he on you? Oh, yeah. It'd like, like, Fenners, obviously don't, Fenners is also like, you know, don't be late, but on a Saturday morning, on a show day, match day, like you say, yeah. Fenners is not in the meeting. So it's like the producer, we have like a seven o'clock, seven a.m. meeting. So you get like the banter yeah. more than the fine. And everyone's like doing that, looking at the clock. And yeah, like, yeah. Looking at the watch and stuff like that. But yeah, um, soccer am under Lovejoy was... Back yeah. in the day, lovable Lovejoy so was, was not so lovable. So what was, no. Love, what was Love, Lovejoy? Was he like, you do not be late for Lovejoy? Well, it's just you don't be late. You don't take holiday during the season. It was proper like you graft your ass. That's his match months. day. That's it. It's like, this is my squad of players. You know, you don't be late. You know, it was, but again, it brought me up to be where I am now. Yeah, it sets the, the standards. standards. Yeah, it sets so, the standards, yeah. You know, you, I'd see him dish out some real bollockings. Really, like, yeah. People would be like, well, that's the standard he wants, so. You don't sure. do it again, do yeah, you? That's for sure. You don't do so, it. And if you do, you're out, Ski. Yeah. You got yeah. It, yeah. So, so after a game as well, there was, there was a big <laughs> one. So, um, a lot of the, you lot, see a lot of lads running on pit, on the pitch after the game. Um, a lot of lads don't like to do that because they're, they're pissed off for one because they haven't played. That Some of them haven't even been in the squad um, and then they know they've got training in the morning as well. Um, so they're like, right, lads, you all got to do some running now. And a lot, of, I've seen it a few times where they've gone, I'm not running. I'm not, I've been sat on, on a bench for two hours. I'm stiff as a board. I'm not running. And they'll go, the fi- this is, I feel bad for the fitness coach in this one because the fitness coach is the guy that has to go, Come on, you need to run. You know what's going to happen if you don't run. Yeah. And it, it, he literally has to say it like that. Come on, you know what's going to happen if you don't run. All right. And um, and the player would, I've said it, said it to him sometimes still, where they're like, no, I don't give a shit. And he's like, I'm going to have to go and tell the manager you're not running. And he's like, tell the manager then, all right. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so if you're late for a team meeting, <laughs> what kind of money are you talking? For a, on a match day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's at least two grand. Okay, and what about for um, not wearing your flip-flops in the shower? What kind of money? Uh, it might be 250 quid. 250 quid. But this, this player, and I've seen it on a few examples, the one that doesn't run after a match day, it's a week's wage. Really? You're getting wow. done a week's wage for that. And this is the bit where if a player, if another lad hears it and hears the lad kicking off, he will go to that player and go, mate, come on a week's wage don't do this yeah do not do this just go out there and run and he's but this is where they get all egoy and like sodder who they think they are i'm not running I'm, and i'm like mate it's a week's wage yeah come yeah, on well, don't be stupid here yeah do not be stupid yeah but like and sometimes that's you calm a them shit down. attitude as yeah well, it's a though, shit attitude it? you know yeah I mean? like 
I'm not running. Like, yeah, you get players like yeah. that, though. You do. You get players like that. And you want to help them. And you can say, listen, don't do it, mate. It's a week's wage. And eventually, if they're still going on, you have to go, all right, I've tried. I've tried. Where does, where does, everyone talks about fines and fines and fines and stuff like that. Where does that money go? Um, it depends how much it is. So, um, say if you collected 50 grand. So, if you collected season. 50 grand, you would, you would keep some uh, for charity. Some would go nice, to a local nice. charity of, uh, of whatever it would be. And then some would go for paying for like team events, team nights out or like Christmas party or something like that. Um, <clears throat> that's, that's where the money will go to. But yeah, if it's, if it's a lot of money and some clubs you do get a lot of money to be fair because some clubs don't really police the finding system too, too much and people get away with it. Um, so you don't really end up collecting too much money. But um, some really shit on it. Some yeah, are who really collects? Shit the captain? So the captain will be the guy who will have his little fine committee with him. He'll, the love captain will fine yeah. committee. <laughs> so, the captain will be the main guy, the head honcho, yeah. the one who says, "Right, you you owe this amount of money." He'll have his little book and he'll have the fines in it of who needs to pay, and it's pay by Friday. Yeah? You pay by Friday every week. Can this be done on a card transaction? You or can is do. This cash? Yeah, you can do. Some some yeah. clubs set up. A, Has he got his own machine? Some no. Some club clubs set up a um, like a private. Bank account. This is and bank transfers and, and brilliant. players will get their internet banking app up and they will transfer it straight into there. But if they don't do it by the Friday, it doubles. <laughs> so if somebody owes two Michael grand. Dublay. Somebody owes two two grand, mate, it's double bubble for next week. So if they have to pay it by next week. And then once it gets past a certain point, and say if say somebody didn't pay for three weeks and it got up to five or six grand or something, yeah. Yeah. The at this point the captain goes, I am not going to be trying to ask you anymore. If you don't Pay it. I will go and tell the club secretary, and she will take it out your wages. Wow, this is and that's brilliant. how it goes. So if if they're not willing to pay it and they're contesting it, they can contest it to the committee this if they want what, to. So this is what I say. Can yes. you can you appeal? Oh, you, you go appeal. into a room, sit you're down, losing. in a suit. You'll lose. Yeah, yeah you'll right, lose. Yeah, no there's no point in appealing. Have you ever had someone like contesting? Go, I'm not paying it. Yeah, I'm not paying it for sure. But they'll just get it taken out their wages. But then, have you ever had anyone contest that? No. That's... Has anyone ever won an appeal? No chance. You ain't ever winning an appeal. <laughs> have you ever no come to a, Have you ever come to a point where like the Christmas night out is basically be funded by like? Because you can you imagine right? If you're, yeah, asked... you shouldn't go to the Christmas night out, should it? No, but I think that, some that, of it... this is what that's yeah, why I, I asked. The Latin like... club in a oh, uh, that's okay. Five hundred quid oh, yeah. of their own money. Oh, I'll give you yeah, five hundred quid. I'm getting it back. And let's say it's split. Let's say it's split. Right. So look at Arteta's Arsenal with Aubameyang in there. Right. Surely you'd be going. Cheers, Aubameyang. I mean, you've paid for the whole Christmas night out or something like that. Yeah, pretty much, mate. Yeah, so every time you get you go thing, here's your Pierre. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Have you ever had Thank that you, one mate? of your lot? About just... ten drinks later, another one. Pierre. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Still on you, guys. Thank you. Have you ever had any of them where you one person like you and Clevs, right, getting there early at Watford? Have, have you two like are there going? I bet you he's late or nudging each other. Oh, going, that's oh, you all know. we ever do. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like Ismail Sar makes a point of. I, I am almost certain Ismail Sarr got to the point last year, right, of there's a door before you get into the main sort of bit where all the lads sit. And I'm I'm sure he would sit there with his watch, looking, watching that second timer go around, and he would wait behind the door and then go, five, four, push. <laughs> really? Sure, Why? I am sure. It's almost like he was like, I'm not going to be early <laughs> because... I'm not that guy, but I won't be late either. So he'll make a point of walking in, and if somebody says, you're late, he'll just go, no, I'm not. And he'll just walk in, won't even say anything. Everybody would just be like, 
you're a dickhead, but I appreciate it at the same time. It was cool. That's like, fantastic. It was, it was so weird. I swear, he was literally like that every single every single like match day or whatever. He would make it, so he was like five seconds. Did no go. one go? Why are you doing this? No, nobody. As long as he's not late, people don't care. As long as you're not late, don't be late. Simple. Wow. And what about in the stadium? So home game, you walk into the stadium. Do you always sit in the same uh, space in the changing room? Yeah. So, okay. So we've got to the stadium. All right. We've got to the stadium. Um, you're on the coach. You go to the stadium. And one person, What? sorry, quickly before, the, before we get into that, one person on the coach will, it will be their duty to go and do some like pre-match media duties. Yeah. Like you, you quickly talk to Sky or whatever kind of thing. So, um, and it change and it will rotate basically. It will rotate throughout the season. It will be a different person each week. And, um, what will happen is the like the media guy will sit at the front of the bus. He will come to the back and he'll go, Ben, it's your turn to do the the Sky Sports pre-match thing. And you're literally arriving at the thing at the stadium. Some people hate it. Some people do not like doing media, and like, especially on the spot stuff like that. So they'll go, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it. I'm not. I don't want to do it. And this player will get into an actual panic about it because they've got 90 minutes to play football. Yeah, but their head is so transfixed on. I've got to play 90 minutes of football. When you drop in a last minute bomb of, oh, before that, you've got to go do five minutes for Sky Sports. Poor mate. Do you know what? That's that's poor. It is poor, isn't it? I know. That guy should know. He should know the day before or whatever. And, and And if he's that convinced he don't want to do it, you're going to have to give it to somebody else because that could ruin his whole game. It could genuinely ruin his whole game. I've heard some players refuse. Yeah, oh, some players. Some players you've never heard talk. Oh, oh yeah, for sure, and they pay the fine. Yeah, they'll, they'll pay, pay the, the fine. fine. They're, they're, like I say, that's a fine. Yeah. That that is a fine. But they go. It's, 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 yeah. yeah, it's one of them where everyone sort of understands it because some people can't deal with that pressure as well as getting through the ninety minutes. So they'll go. Uh-huh. I'll pay the that's, fine. That's right. I'll pay the fine happily. Yeah. And it's a, it's a naughty one, really. But you still have to pay the fine. So this I've seen it on the coach where they're going. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And this is where the senior lads around them will go. Don't worry, I'll do it. It's fine because you understand it and you won't go. Oh, you're a little dickhead or anything like that. You kind of just understand it, so you do it. But I agree with you that should have been put in motion two, three days before. Absolutely. But then Sky will go have a, probably a debate with the football club saying, "No, we asked for so yeah, and so, and you've given that that's not part of the deal." Yeah. So I, I, I see where it becomes like. The player doesn't want to go on camera. No, I know. Some he just don't to, like He's doing a footballer. It. He doesn't want to do interviews, but he's the star. Yeah. So BT, Sky, Amazon, They want whatever. the big boys. They, we want him. Yeah. Like, yeah but he doesn't want to, but we pay you millions a year. We want him. Yeah. So then I can understand where... I know. The, the star just goes here, goes 20 grand. It's a sticky oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sticky one still. still. Yeah. Um, uh, right. So anyway, yeah. So so that that's happened, right? And then you go into the changing rooms um, and... If you're at home, you're in your same as usual spot. You are always in your same as usual spot. The first game of the season, you get given a spot and you are in that spot regardless. You yeah? get given it or you choose it? No, you get given it. You get given By it. By who? Uh, the kit man. The kit man will automatically have just put your kit out into a space. It's normally yeah. done by numbers, right? Squad numbers? No, no. no? It can be, but no. Some, some, some kit men like to do like the starting eleven. And they'll and they'll change it. So for away games, the rubber dubs in yeah. the corner. So for for away games, that's how it works. Away games, the kit man will do the starting eleven next Got to yeah. each other. Yeah, next to each other, and then that side it will be the the bomb squad. They're over there, right? But in in uh, home games, so at Watford, for example, everybody had their set peg, 
and they were in there regardless, yeah? So you would get into the changing rooms um, about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes before kickoff, and it would be... Some people like to go and get massage, so I can only tell you about why what I like to do. Yeah, yeah. So I like to basically get changed quickly, um, and then I would go and get a massage for 25 minutes, half an hour. Um, <clears throat> I, I, do you know what? Honestly, I didn't even need a massage. I really didn't. I just liked it. Yeah. It was just so nice. So I'd sit there with my, my mate, Kieran. He'd give me a nice rub for a 25 minutes or whatever. I'd read the match program. Uh, we'd have a chit-chat, all that kind of stuff. There'd be about three or four other players getting massages, little chit-chat. Some like to... Some like to get their headphones on and get the massage and just close their eyes and just sort of get in the zone. Some like to lie down on the front and just not talk. But I, I like to chat, so I'd be chatting to Kieran or if Tom Cleverley was next to me, we'd be chatting about this, that or whatever. There's normally an early kickoff going on, yeah. so people will be checking on their phone or somebody might even have the game on their phone and we'd be watching it or something. Um, <clears throat> so we'd do that. That would last for about 25 just minutes. Just quickly on that. If if you've ever had Kieran's hands on you, you would want to you would want to rub down. Yeah, I, you've never heard anything oh. like it. It's like they're magic, aren't they're they? They're magic hands, unbelievable. What you, a, know what a, what a love, you know oh, how much I love. You know how much I love massage. It transports you to mate, another world. He, he'll come and do one for you. He's down that way anyway. But he, honestly, like he, he's brutal yeah. and it will hurt. It will yeah. hurt, but you'll feel a million for it. All right. Do you know what massage? Massage is one of these things where it's the best thing in the world. Oh, they're brilliant. They're one of these things though that if you have them often, your body becomes like tougher to it. Do you know what I mean? If you haven't had a massage in a long time and you go and get one, you will be squealing and wriggling and oh, ow, ooh, ooh. First sports massage I ever had, I got there, I think I had a bad back or something at the time and I went and thinking, oh, I'm going to have a massage, this will be nice. Nah. There were times oh, during no. this massage, I must have been about 23 or 24, where I was on the verge of saying, no, you're going to have to stop. You're going to pop this something. Is, you're gonna, this you're is gonna, awful. You're going to squash the muscle. I had, you like, can't, I had you... bruises, like, like, like yeah. you know, like when the blood comes to the surface, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the next day, it was horrendous. You can't though, can you? You can't go, oh, settle down. Stop, yeah, you've no, got to take like, it. You've got to lie there and go, yeah, it's fine, mate. They're going, yeah, pressure, yeah, all right? Yeah, yeah, all good, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good, fine. <laughs> you jump off the... Um, yeah, so I'd have that and I'd feel a million after that kind of thing. And then, um, Does that not relax you too much for the game, though? I like I that, love though. I love that, yeah. yeah. But if you're, like, chilled like that... And you're I, like, oh, that's the way I was. Oh, cheers, I'd be playing. Kieran, man. I'm just going to go and play a Premier League goal. I, for game. me, that's what worked. I love to be that way. I didn't... Like, I knew that once the game kicked off, though, I'd get the adrenaline buzz, so that'll do oh, me. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I like to be just chill. I wouldn't really be thinking about the game or anything. Um, music. What about music? Yeah, so the music, the music, as soon as you get in the change room, somebody is playing the music. Yeah, somebody has got a playlist. They've got whatever, right? And it will, it will normally not be the older players. The older players normally aren't allowed to touch it, right? It will be, it'll be one of the 22, 23-year-olds. Is yeah. it designated Ow. for that day Ow. or...? What, sorry? Is it designated for that day? Or? Normally, it's they'll normally just have one person that does it and he'll mix it up with some of the latest songs and all that and some of the classics and all that kind of stuff. Do you have, like, pre-season interviews, though? Like, what, what have you got to offer the... Because uh... it's important, this. It's important, it's important. So, like, somebody, somebody Show us to... your playlist, show us your set. Pre-season is normally the time where it gets determined of yeah. who's going to be the DJ for that season, right? So somebody might just step up and go, "Yeah, I'm feeling it this year, lads. I'm into, I'm gonna I've got this playlist. Let's see how we get on." And so this would be the point where all the senior lads will go, "All right, cool. You can play it for this game, and we'll see how you get on, and we'll all judge it after." Have that. you ever had it where someone goes? Turn this shit off yeah, like, every single yeah, Saturday. Not, really? Like, you can't please everyone, can you? Every single if Saturday. You're like a massive John Denver fan and you're just like <laughs> pumping it out. Nah. Like, Denver. 
I don't even know. John Denver Denver. Is. Yeah. He, didn't he die in the Don't plane crash? Oh, take me home to oh, the nah, plane. that ain't getting played. Come on. I belong. Nah, not for a game. I know, so, but what I'm saying is like, you're going to get battered for that, mate, right? No, no, no. What what you'll get battered for is um, some, some of the young lads nowadays, they're really into like the new music and all that kind of stuff. And it's going to make me sound well old when I say that. But some of this new music is shit, all right? <laughs> 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 it is so No shit. Tracy Chapman in there, Ben. Nah, oh, mate, it's horrible. Oh, it's Some of it is just horrible, horrible, aggressive murder music. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's so aggressive, I'm with right? you. I, I, I don't um, and we we had like a, we had a corner of like older senior players, so like we're like in their thirties, about five or six of us. And this music we playing, we'd look at each other, and it's like it's hurting my teeth. It's that loud and aggressive, right? And the bass and stuff. And I'd look at them, I'd go, "This is so bad." And eventually, I, it'd wind me up, so I'd have to go. Whose is this shit? Like, yeah. who is playing this music? Please. No, we can't. Do not play this song ever again. Please. Some of the stuff's all right, but do not play this song again, all right? And they'd have to just change it and stuff like that. Not in a dickhead way. I'm not like a diva demander. Like, honestly, if I was in a change room and I was an, a, an older head or a slightly older head and someone put on death metal <laughs> or slipknot and like, I'm going to kill my mama. My cat's relations in my dog. My dog said it's got to go. I'll be like, that, get this off. <laughs> Get this Can off. Can we meme yeah. that? Can we just make a meme of that, I mean, like, When the geese are just shouting down the microphone about anything. Yeah, like, just like, super aggressive. You don't yeah. need it, do you? Two, about murdering his dog, was I two-footed my dog, and he got... Two-footed my dog. I mean, they just shout, like, random rank stuff. That's um, not... This not shouldn't be allowed. So yeah, but the, the music goes down really well. It's something like the uh, the dance classics kind of mm. thing. Do you know what I mean? If it's like rudimental yeah. or something like that, they go, they always go down really well. Yeah. The lads buzz off them, and we don't mind having a bit of mixture in between it. You can play some of the bad boy songs and stuff like that. Is That's there sing along songs in there, or is it? Yeah, like, there'll be a few yeah. that people will know the words to, like the dance songs and stuff like that. People will know some of them, and they they always go down really well. To be fair, but it's like you got to think like you'll have the lads of twenty five lads who. The most of them will be in their twenties, but then you've got all the staff as well. So you've got all the physios, masseurs, fitness coaches. You've got all the helpers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they'll be in their thirties, forties. So a lot of them are listening to music, going, "This is absolute dog shit." <laughs> yeah, Roy uh, Hodgson sat in the <laughs> gold. Yeah, Roy Hodgson, oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, I mean, what? But, but yeah, what happens there? Does Roy just? You know, <laughs> Roy have you ever seen? Me. Have you ever seen like Roy toe tap into Dave or nah, something? Like I, I used to make a point of saying to like Ray Lewington. So Ray Lewington would always be in the changing. Yeah. Like he would be milling around always on a match day and I'd look uh, sometimes it's the worst music would be on and I'd look at him and go sorry Ray yeah, I know I'd go this one of yours again is it Ray and he'd go fuck it <laughs> and he just has to shake his head like oh, God's <laughs> sake um, have you ever yeah. had any staff choosing the music is there any been like yeah, a DJ, or someone like, that's like or DJ or D, someone like funny going, enough DJ the kit man is called DJ so his name is yeah it's DJ so we're, we're, that's why he, he would sometimes because he's the first one in the changing rooms he would yeah. just have his music playing anyway oh um, DJ's putting something like nah DJ was decent mate DJ was decent was I promise he? you yeah DJ was decent his music his playlist was always pretty good to be fair but then you'd get some lads who were like turn this crap off and they'd put their own music on everyone's like oh for god's sake um, so yeah that's the Brilliant. music yeah that's, um, that's how it so anyway, we're say what are we now we're like fifty minutes before kickoff, right? We've got I've got another ten minutes before I'm going out for warm up. That's where I will then start to go right. I need to go and start doing my stretches and stuff like that. I've just got changed into my gear. I'll go and spend ten minutes getting activated. I'll I'll sit on the bike for two or three minutes, like blast it quickly, and then I'll go and get all my stretches done. I will get warmed up, all that kind of stuff, ready to go, and then. The goalie coach will literally be like with about one minute to spare. He'll be standing at the door looking at me and the goalie's going, we ready? Yeah, we ready? And I'll be like, yeah, sweet, boom. And that's when you go out for the warm-up. I've got a question for you. It just popped in my head when you said about activation and riding the bike. In some sports, like rugby, you'll see them pitch side 
on bikes. Yeah. yeah. Fulham used to do it. Fulham, the yeah, yeah. Uh, the side of the pitch at Craven Cottage, they used to have three or four like bikes, like exercises kind of thing, and the subs will be sitting on it, keeping warm. I think it's quite big abroad as well. Yeah, like definitely. German football. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yeah, German football. Like, the same why, thing. why wouldn't they do it in the Prem? Um, Makes sense, right? Like I say, some do. Like some do do it, but it's just a case of they want them to keep them warm, but. And the same time, like the players like to just sort of sit there and they know normally they've got five or ten minutes to go before they can come on. Yeah, so if a player's got, if a manager's going to bring a sub on, he will tell them five or ten minutes in advance, go and get warmed up. And normally it's all you need to be fair. And they'll, like, they'll go run up on the sideline, little that, sharp little stretches, little sharp dynamic movements. Do you ever get it where like players will go out and they have to warm up in front of the, the home, if you're an away player, and you just think, oh my God, I'm going to get slaughtered. Oh, Millwall's a one, mate. Millwall's a one. Yeah, Millwall's horrible. Like, I've always said this, like, I, I watch it at Chelsea every week and they go and warm up. I'm like, I wouldn't be thinking about warming up. I'd be thinking about just literally from here to I know. where Jamie And you're is. getting dogs abuse. You. Yeah, I'd you are getting like, dogs abuse. Is Millwall the worst? Oh, Millwall's the worst. I, I, I was injured for the Millwall away game last uh, a couple of years ago, right? And I remember sitting there. Mate, some of the stuff they say is absolutely genius, but brutal. Like, actually really constructive and clever, like witty banter, yeah. but cutting at the same time. Like, you time. want to just give them a little clap. Yeah, That's like, very good. Oh, the, best thing, the, the best way to handle it sometimes, like, if you hear a good one, somebody's clever with it, right? You turn and you make eye contact and you go, that was really good, mate. I'm proud of you. That was a good one, yeah. And you don't mind a good one like that. Yeah. If you get a normal, you fat, or something like that, you're looking and going, really? Like, I'm not. Don't like... <laughs> I'm like, not. Hey, Shut up. Can we talk right? about um, <laughs> we, can I'm not going to work. Worked hard this week. <laughs> can we talk about away games? Yeah. So the the process. So obviously you're always in a hotel yeah. before away games. Um, what about after a game in away games? Because earlier on in your career, we're play, if like we if you're playing like Newcastle away, yeah. we'd stay out and have a night out. Or you'd just drive away from away games. Yeah. Is that common or? Yeah, it is a bit common. It depends what club you're at because some clubs like to have you in for a Sunday morning warm down. And the the, the theory of a, of a Sunday morning warm down is that you they, they get you in to like basically get rid of all the lactic acid, get some massages, recovery, all that kind of, it speeds up the recovery. But everybody, every footballer deep down knows that it's to stop you going out on a Saturday night. That's what it is. I promise you it's to stop you going out on a Saturday night. So if you're a team that that um, does that Sunday morning warm down and you're playing away at Newcastle and you say to the manager, is it all right if I stay up after the game, manager? He'll go, we've got training in the morning though. And unless it's something like it's my wife's birthday and we're going out for a dinner or it's my dad's 70th birthday, we've got, unless it's something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, it's a no, you shouldn't even ask. We've got training in the morning, everybody back in the coat. Some managers are absolutely golden. Some managers don't care. Some managers are like, as long as you're in training in the morning, I don't care. And it's as simple as that. And and I, even like towards the last few years of being at Watford, like no matter what the manager was, I, on a Sunday, because I lived 100 mile away, I'd say, do you mind if I don't come in tomorrow? Like, I'll, you know I'll get on the bike at home anyway. And they do, because I'd always just show them my, like my, my Strava or my Garmin stuff and I'd show them my, yeah, my yeah. stats and my data and details and stuff. And they, they actually got to a point where they were like, listen, don't even bother coming in Sunday. It's fine. 
Um, we're off Monday as well. So as long as you do a couple bike rides, you're golden. I'll be like, yeah, sweet. And they knew I'd do it anyway because they, they followed me so they could see my stuff. That's good man management. And that's really good man, man, man management because I could get then get home, get to the family, and it was like, boom. And yeah. if I wanted a Saturday night out, boom, I could have a Saturday yeah. night out as well. Love that. I've got one thing I really want to talk about. Is Oh, seems- quickly, quickly, oh. quickly, sorry. On the coach on the way home though, yeah? So if, if an away game, if you're coaching at home, right, the, the, the team chef always like comes with you. So on these coaches, the players' coaches... Like if any anybody's ever watched any of my cycling GK vlogs, right? You'll see that when I get on the coach after a game, the chef is normally on there waiting, yeah. and he's got his little kitchen area, yeah. yeah? And he this. and he and he brings a load of food with him, and he prepares it in like the hotel kitchen and stuff like that, so that when you get on the coach after the game, he is good to go with whatever you want, basically. So normally after a game you're allowed a lot more calories, yeah. So at Watford, they were still a bit strict with it, but they would they would be a bit more lenient. So you might have like um, a chicken burger or a veggie burger or like um, something a bit healthy. But pizza? You, but sometimes, very rarely you'd have pizza, but you'd have you'd have wraps. You could make a bad boy like Beers wrap. Beers on the coach? Wrap. Beers on the coach only school, normally at the end of the season. Yeah. Only well, normally at the end of the season. What was the coach like for Man United? So... On the way, on the way, like same kind of thing, yeah. food and stuff. What was it like for Man United? Yeah, same thing. There would be food, like exactly that. But Man United, do you know what? When I was at Man United, actually, the food was incredible. So on a Friday night, when we used to stay at the Lowry, there would be like a full on, like roasting, like area. Like there would be a joint section where you could go and get a bit of gammon, you could get a bit of steak. They would have a curry section. Um, there would be chips. It was curry, the it, night literally before a curry. Game. Yeah, I remember game, having curry. Game, but man. they would have, they would, but it was just basically like they got, they got in the mode of. I want you to be happy, yeah? Mm. So if, if you ate some food, players are always professional anyway, so they're not going to be eating frigging Keemanan with... <laughs> Keemanan and poppadoms with, do you know what I mean? I bet you can't take... How's your, how's your uh, heat tolerance? Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. It's not the spiciest curry in the world. It's a fairly healthy curry still, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, the food was incredible because they wanted you to just feel happy and be happy. Mm. So if you go to bed with a nice full belly, having eaten some nice food... Yeah. You're a happy person, aren't you? Yeah. You wake up in the morning, boom, good to go. So on the coach on the way home, it'd be the same story. You would have burgers, you'd have chips, you'd have pizza. And it was nice. So like, even at Man United away, Man United away are famous for it, bringing pizzas into the changing rooms. Yeah. So you'd play the game, get in at full time, and there would be 20 boxes of pizzas like stacked on top of each other. And you could take one and sit on the coach with it if you want. You could just eat it in the changing rooms, have a slice or two. But you'd get on the coach anyway, and that you'd have your all your own food as well. Even if you lost? Even if you lost, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not punishing the you. Yeah. If you lost, you've just got yeah. a couple of rye vitas. Yeah, you're not recovering. <laughs> for Tuesday's dominoes are in there. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you get it regardless. Yeah, they want you to recover, okay. basically. What about the gaffers, though? So the, the, the big thing over the... I think Ferguson started. Yeah, yeah. It was the after a game, the managers will go and see each other for a drink. Yeah. And then the famous thing was when Mourinho and Ferguson both into their red wine, yeah. I believe, and they'd take like a real nice uh, bottle of um, you know claret in yeah, there or yeah, something yeah. like that. Really nice Bordeaux, something expensive, and they'll sit and have a drink together. Yeah, a players on the coach waiting for them, going for fuck's sake, Gaffer, hurry up. Yeah, a little bit, really, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, if um, but not even just like the the Ferguson thing. And I do remember playing against Man United, and some of the managers we had would make a point of selecting a really nice bottle of red wine to take with them to the game, so that they could go into their office, into the Ferguson's office afterwards, and be like, "Here's a bottle of red I bought for you," and they'd open it and they'd all drink it, and they'd and we would have to wait for that sometimes. Um, but even if the managers know each other really well, they'll sit in the room afterwards and what 
what I know what happens in them rooms. Yeah, they just basically sit there with the coaching staff and they will just talk about the game. Oh, they have the coaching staff in as well. Yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. take the coaching staff in with them and they'll just talk about the game. Like they'll say, "Oh, that was a br- that, when he made that save though. That was a turning point." And they just they basically discussed the game of how it was. And this is why we played him in that position because we thought your lad would do that and we thought he was going to do that so we thought we'd push him on a bit further and they kind of dissect it and discuss each other's tactics and stuff yeah, and drink it's good isn't it drink. yeah do you think Tuchel one. and Conte did it oh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have thought so no. straight into an absolute boxing yeah you dick it. yeah you want a bit that'd Come be on. great though wouldn't it if yeah. you know, things like that like, on, let's, settle, let's settle it imagine yeah. if you put a camera like a GoPro in the manager's change room and just got to witness that drink yeah. and that conversation. That conversation. Well, do you see, oh, oh, did you see on Amazon a few weeks ago where they had um, <coughs> Graham Potter and they had um, Brentford manager, um, Thomas, Frank. Um, Thomas Frank on, and they had him on before the game and they, honestly, Amazon, I've got to say, shout out to Amazon's footage, by the way, and content. They are incredible. Yeah, they are stepping the game up. They have both managers on, on the side of the pitch before the game and the um, presenter, who was it? Um... I can't remember who it was anyway. They were um, that good, yeah? No, she. I think, oh, I can't remember her name. Know, she, uh, she, blonde, blonde hair. Yeah, yeah she was brilliant. So yeah. she was asking them questions and then she got them to ask, the managers to ask each other a question, a, a, like a tactics question about something. And they were both asking like really insightful, intelligent <laughs> questions. And the answers were just world I've got to say, you do, need, you do need the right people to do, do that. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were brilliant though, but, honestly. They were great. Graham Potter's answer, I think two, uh, what's he called? Sorry, Thomas Frank asked him a question about his formation. Yeah, yeah. That, and he went, the reason I'm in this job is because I don't play the same formation every week. Well, mate, or something in, like that. in the and game, you're like, mate, oh, his, yeah. his, his answer was that they don't play the same formation in a game. Yeah, yeah. they they constantly evolve in the game. Players fill in for him and go into that position and he, all that. He changes he changes formation at least three times a game. A game, yeah, that's fascinating. And this is so historically, are we coming to a point in football now where you get dragged at half time? Historically, people are pissed off, right? Yeah. Okay. You get dragged in the first half, which has happened. Mourinho's done it and whatever. Big problem, right? Are we coming to a point in football now, we're using five subs, where players are going to be in the mindset that actually, if I play the first half an hour or the last half an hour, it's okay. Mm, I still, yeah, I agree. I still think ego, the ego of the player will still take over. It will still. But if it though. becomes you dra- more you common, you get dragged after half an hour. You're not going. You know, it's because he's changing. I've done my bit. I've done my bit. My half an hour after yeah. sixty minutes and play the last half an hour. That's not a thing. So what I'm saying, the point I'm making is, if the Graham Potter, for example, starts saying to the players around the place, "This is what's going to happen more frequently," yeah, and then after a season of it happening, surely it will be the normal. The thing is, do you know what? Do you know what the problem with um, somebody coming off after half an hour is? So the reason why most subs are made on the hour mark is because an hour is about is about the time where players start to fatigue. Yeah, you can give a, every player can give an hour of full on high intensity as what you've got kind of thing, and then they start to fatigue. So there's no real reason, yeah, why a player should come off after half an hour unless they're Tactic- having a bad game. Tactically, yeah. though, because you said if he changes formation three or four times during the game... Maybe, this yeah. formation, it's not normally the clientele. Yeah, it's... Um, everybody so should be able go, to... Fit- go, right, we're going five at the back. Now we go, right, well, now we're going to go four, four, two. Now we're going to go four, Yeah, three, players three, can five. play in different... I understand what you're so, saying, but yeah. it's still, the ego of the player, mate, will yeah. not allow that to go down very well. I promise Definitely. you. You get dragged after half an hour, I don't care who you are. I think it's interesting, though, like, now that 
there with the five subs, and I think that has, has changed. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the I think tactics the, of when the subs are made yeah, and stuff. And the yeah, evolution, sure. you can see football evolve. Yeah, can't sure, you? sure, sure. But he's dragged Kukurella off, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think first, well, the, first against half, Man United, half half didn't now, he? Didn't put Kovacic on, yeah. Dressing rooms. Dressing rooms. Right. If I was a home manager, I am going to make the most uncomfortable dressing room away for the, from away, the away right? team. Yeah. And what I mean by this is when they're addressing the team, I would make it Fine. so the seats are a different level so everyone can't pillars see Pillars in the way. I'd put pillars in the yeah. way. I'd make it boiling hot. Yeah. I'd make it really small space. Have you seen stuff like that? Oh, the, there's two. Two spring to mind, right? First one, Burnley away, Turf Moor. Back in the day, they've changed it now. They've built new changing rooms and stuff like that. And the new ones are actually all right, to be fair. They're quite nice. Yeah. But back in the day, right, Sean Dyche era, I'm talking prime Sean Dyche era, we're talking. I asked him about it. The, oh, their changing room was disgusting, right? <laughs> it was a tiny little room, no bigger than the room we're in now, yeah? And you've got to get 25 players in there. It was so small, in fact, yeah, that what we used to have to do is the starting 11 would come in first, yeah, so we'd get to the stadium, the starting eleven would come in first, they would get changed first, yeah, and then they would go off and get their massages and stretching and all that. Then the other start the other bomb squad basically, the other the other the other players, other nine, seven, eight, nine players would come in and they would get changed and then the other eleven by that time would need to start coming back and sitting in their pegs. The other lads would have to <laughs> go outside. Get, out They'd have to get outside, yeah. yeah. The other lads would have to get outside and get in the hallway and just sort of stand around and stretch and chill in the hallway and stuff. No like doubt that. heating turned off as well. Heating turned yeah, you, remember you're up north. It's cold up north anyway, right? Changing <laughs> rooms were Baltic, mm. absolutely freezing. They didn't have benches or set benches it was a plastic chair you know like the plastic oh, chairs you used to have at school yep. or the ones that would stack on top of each other they were them mate it was horrific yeah the showers afterwards didn't work they were freezing cold didn't care a single bean right and it was brilliant and i was there for I'll, it i would do exactly that i would do exactly, I would do exactly yeah. that You're i loved it our place you're not going to get any. Yeah, no right. chance, what about the mate? best ones though? Oh, sorry. Quickly, another one who used to do that really well was Crystal Palace. <laughs> was that? Was it? Same thing, but they turned the heating on. They had the heating boiling. absolutely boiling, roasting hot. In Ooh. fact, yeah. So it, you were everybody was like, I'm sweating my absolute bits off here. But they're not brutal. doing it now. So Palace did the same thing. Tiny little changing rooms, and there was little walls everywhere, and you couldn't really see, and it was horrible. What but about Palace's them, tunnel as well. T- t- weird it's tunnel, yeah, small, yeah, narrow, tunnel. and you're like interlocking as you're walking. But they. Even they've changed their changing rooms now, so they're a bit better, to be fair. Best ones? Uh, best changing rooms, probably Arsenal. Arsenal. It's got to be Arsenal. Yeah, I reckon they're... Spurs is quite nice. Yeah, oh, Spurs is lovely, yeah. Stadium. To be fair, you've got to say Spurs now, yeah. Um, Spurs, is they're massive. They're both, They're quite similar, to be fair. They're just absolutely massive. They're, there's, like, warm-up rooms, AstroTurf rooms, um, like, where you can do some kick-ups and all that kind of stuff. Massage room. Massive, absolutely massive. Space then, to burn. And then if you're playing, let's say, you're Watford and you're playing Newcastle, you're going to fly. Yeah, we'll fly. Okay. So, um, is that a private jet? Yeah, it's a, it's it's a private jet. It's not when when you say private jet, I think people get this um, vision of like Dan Bilzerian. Yeah, type. Dan Bilzerian, like luxury and like beds and stretched out and like um, glass of champagne. It's not like that. It's basically just imagine like um, imagine like a Ryanair jet kind of plane where it's sort of like two on one side, two on the other, or three on one side, two on the other. Um, very little space in between the seats in front of you and stuff like that, but it is literally just your plane. So there's no other, there's no other people, no members of the public or anything like that. But that plane will take everybody. So they'll take 
all all the coaching staff, all the physios, masseurs, all the training kit, all the match kit, all the boots, everything like that goes in the hold underneath, um, all the players. So there's probably the best part of 60-odd people, I'd say, on that plane. And who gets to be in that genuine question here? Do the tall players get the extra leg room? By, yes, by the... yeah. I get the extra oh, leg yeah. room, yeah, for sure. The tall players, all the senior players get the extra leg room, yeah. Um, so I will, I will, I was one of the guys who would get the extra leg room seats, yeah. Course, it's like when we right? take the Raven Pig abroad with us. He has to have a little yeah. bit more. Exactly. Yeah, Raven Pig's what six five? Oh mate, his legs are about six four. His legs yeah. alone are six yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, he needs a bit of extra leg room, mate. It's horrible otherwise yeah. if you're cramped up. Imagine having crouching in a normal size seat. No chance. It's Doesn't impossible. Work, does it? No. no, it's impossible. We're all right. We got sh- little short. Yeah. So what we'd do is we'd fly when we flew. When we flew, um, the coach we got on to take us to the airport was just like a normal coach, a normal like yeah stage coachy thing. Um, but then when we landed at say Newcastle, for example, Big Basler, super Big Basler, the legend. big dog, legend, um, would be up there waiting. Um, and what they'd do is they'd make him, they'd get him into like onto the tarmac, if you know what I mean. So his bus would be on the tarmac waiting for us because it's an internal flight. It's, on, you haven't got to go through like security or anything like yeah. that. Basler would... don't do anything. Basler just bowls oh, up. You don't mess around. So we would literally just go off the plane and walk straight onto the coach. Basler would be there. All right, lads. All right, lads. All right, lads. That's it. Boom. Straight on the coach to the hotel. hotel. Golden. That. Absolutely beautiful. Brilliant. Anything more, Tubesy boy? Huh? Anything more to you? <laughs> I think, well, well, I will add, I think that's the best podcast we've done. It was lovely. Yeah. 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 It was good fun. All the little details, people don't understand that. And I know they buzz off these kind of things. I know you do, honestly, because on the, on I, the comments, I buzz off them. The comments in the last video, right, of like a player's day to day of what happens at training and that kind of stuff, the comments were popping. People were loving it. They love all that behind the, not, the scenes kind of like knowledge and stuff like that. Actually, I did see one comment on the last video actually said, just tell me a bit more about boots about players boots about what they do with them how often they get them all that kind of stuff because we spoke about the 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 steam the microwave thing right so what happens is a player will get so depending if you're sponsored by nike or adidas or whatever yeah if you're sponsored by them you have to wear the new color you have to wear the new colorway and you got to think adidas and nike bring a new colorway out every two months probably every two months so every two months you will get three boxes will arrive it will be two pairs of studs and a pair of moulds, yeah? Or it might be the other way around, two pairs of moulds and one pair of studs. They will arrive at your peg and you'll walk in and you'll know when it's new boot day because you walk in the changing rooms and everybody has got three boxes on their pegs. Everybody that's sponsored by Adidas, for example, will have them three boxes all on their peg, ready to go. So you walk in, it's like Christmas, yeah? You are buzzing it. Open, oh, look at them, and everybody's comparing. <laughs> because Adidas do different models, don't they? They do like like a striker boot. Yeah, they yeah, do like yeah. a comfy boot. And like Nike do Tiempos and Phantoms and all that kind of stuff. So everybody's comparing the different like model and the colorways or the high version, the low version, the one with the sock, for example. Um so yeah, when you get all your new boots, it's like, oh, boom. I'm... Like swag day, isn't but, it? Like, so you might get them on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah? But you'll have been told by the kit man, lads, new boots are here, but you're not allowed to wear them until Saturday. Because okay. there's an embargo on them until Saturday, yeah? So yeah, you yeah. just have to... So the, you'll give them to the, the kit man, DJ. He will get them all prepped up, t- studs tightened, all that kind of stuff. Whether they need to go in the stretcher or whatever, he will keep them and he'll look after them and get them all ready. Um, you'll have to just keep on wearing your old boots in training until the Saturday and then you then so then when that match day comes along and you look at going to changing rooms you see the new boots there it's like yeah man this is that's like, nice it's like being a kid yeah it's that's like cool. being a kid you've got it's your great, new gear it's great, on but what about if you you love a model like 
I've, obviously, I'm not a professional footballer, never have been, never will be. But like, I used to love the same boots. Yeah. If you, they keep saying you got to wear these ones. Yeah, now. you do though. That's the thing. If you sign I know a you're contract, paid yeah. lots and lots of money, just be like, oh, you, I just want to wear. Them. I know. Like, I know. I'm with you, mate. Here's a question. Here's a question for you then. So you turn up at Fox Hills. That's your local track, right? Golf. And then I guess you just have all your Puma swag just waiting for you and box <laughs> hung out, <laughs> put it out already. <laughs> but if Puma say yeah. to you, listen, we've got a new new shoe launching. You know, they're a good partner of yours. You'll be, yeah, cool, I'll wear it. Uh, yeah, but, yes, but I'm not running around with them. Yeah, and kicking balls <laughs> and, true, and true. having a billion people yeah. watch you. I've seen you Spread, run around the course. Spraying 40 you, yarders. I'm doing zigzags to get my ball. Yeah. I'm doing birdie yeah, dances Exactly, in. but, yeah, I think it's a completely different thing. And plus, you know, I'm, it's a different level, me doing golf life and Playing faster, playing Premier League. Playing Premier League football, yeah. So, wearing, so, it's just like you've got to be comfortable. Yeah, you have got to be comfortable. If you're a centre yeah. forward and you go, oh, I don't really like the shape of these ones. No, well, a, a big thing a big thing for goalies grand. is goalies, like a lot of goalies I know, don't like to wear, um, like, you know the striker boots? I think they're called like Phantoms or something, yeah. Venoms or something like that. Goalies don't like to wear them because they're very lightweight. They're very thin, skinny. They're 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 just weird. A, a goalie needs a little bit more substance behind yeah. behind the boot, something to sort of really get behind. So um, I remember CTR three sixties. I, I don't know if people are into their boots or anything like that. Nike made a boot about fifteen years ago called the CTR Nike CTR three sixty, and it is still to this day the best boot they have ever made in the history of good boots. Yeah, they are absolutely incredible, right? The aftermarket sales, right? That guy BW Boots, Ben at BW Boots, sells these boots for like 350, 400 quid a pair, right? Oh, they yeah. are incredible they're the best things ever they had like kangaroo leather they were outrageous right nike actually made a, a similar sort of boot to them a few years later called the phantom venom and the phantom venom i've got to say was a top-notch boot a really really good boot and that's the boot that i wore for about the last six years five or six years of my career i'd still wear odd ones here and there sort of thing but the, the majority of the time i'd wear the this boot called the nike phantom venom and there's a goalkeeper it was the most beautiful boot in the world but then boots because i wasn't sponsored by nike i'd have to buy them yeah. privately i'd have to buy them off like bw boots or whatever off ebay or whatever um and you'd have to pay a premium for them um so yeah, that's that's how it works with boots, all right? When it's when it's new boot day, you would get three pairs, they'd be sitting on your peg and it's like Christmas, Christmas day. Oh my gosh. So I think we're kind of wrapped up now, but you said about the comments. Get in the comments, because like yeah. I think there's like subject we're always chatting, the three of us, we've got a little WhatsApp group and saying, Oh, let's talk about away days or let's talk about international football. So just get in the comments because that's why we did a part two, wasn't it? Because exactly. there were so many people Feedback in the comments saying unreal, Yeah, we oh, do, talk more about this. Or... I, th- I think some people get in the comments and think, Well, they don't read the comments. Like yeah. Ben don't read the comments. Tom doesn't tubes doesn't read. We do read the comments. I yeah. promise you. We love the comments. Like all of you are always so cool about it as well. And you genuinely just want to hear more interesting behind the scenes stuff, right? So any more stuff that you want to see or hear from us, just get in the comments down below and we'll try and hook you up with another podcast. All right. Um, that's been the Fozcast. That has been absolutely incredible, lads. As usual, so up the Fozcast. Up the chuffing Fozcast. Up the Fozcast. Right on, boys. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We hope you enjoyed this clip of the Fozcast. If you would like to watch the full episode, it is now available exclusively on Spotify for free.